Who do people say that I am? Some said John the Baptist, some said Elijah. Pretty easy on saying who other people say. And then Jesus says, and who do you say that I am? At this point, their shoes and sandals became very interesting to them as they looked down and avoided eye contact. And Peter says, you are the Christ. And Jesus says, upon you I will build my church. Why is it that when somebody compliments us, we feel the need to prove how much that compliment is earned? When people say, you're pretty smart, I have this pathological need to show them just how smart I really am. And in doing so, I usually show myself to be just quite the opposite. Peter is feeling really good. I'm the rock upon which Christ is going to build his church. That's awesome. So then Jesus starts saying this nonsense about how they're going to go to Jerusalem instead of this great occasion where the people are going to rally behind and things are going to change and move and the Romans are going to get it in the neck and you know David's kingdom is going to come back and everything's going to be better and the Son of Man is going to be put up on a tree and killed and three days race. And like this is not sounding like what they signed up for. So if you're going to be the rock upon which the church is built, you need to do a little course correction. So he says, uh-uh, no, oh-oh, that's not the way it's going to be. Get ye behind me, Satan. Actually, Sally started to say, get ye, just like I did <laughs> I don't know if that's the old um, RSV or what, or King James, I don't know. Shows you when I started learning these verses a long time ago. The sermon title originally was going to be The Road to Hell, dot, 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 you know, an ellipse. And, and Kristen, um, our office assistant, uh, wrote The Road to Hell is Paved, and we started talking about that, and I thought, yeah. It is. And I need to start out from the get-go. I'm not one of those people that believe in a physical afterlife hell where there's a devil and pitchforks and there's going to be fire and a rotisserie. It's going to be hot, no air conditioning. It's Phoenix in the summer all the time. And, you know, I just, I, I have a hard time believing that a God of love uh, sends any of God's children into such a, a situation. Having said that, I do think hell is very real, and it's right here, and it's right now. We all know people who live their day-to-day life in living hell. And the way to that place is paved. We were in West Hollywood, we were visiting schools, and the great thing about West Hollywood is that they've got liquor stores And you don't even have to go there because they deliver. You know, you don't even, and and this probably is a good thing because if you're really hammered and you're drunk, the last thing you want someone doing is driving to the liquor store. 
but they will, you call them up on your phone and they'll deliver it to you. If you have a problem with alcohol, this is really good news for you. You can get it, no problem. You can use your Visa or your MasterCard. And it's easy. Used to be, if you were really into something kinky, if you were into pornography, you had to go to some one of those adult stores. I mean, if you really wanted the bad stuff. And, you know, you had to put on your hat and your sunglasses. It sounds like I know what I'm talking about, actually. Um, this is really coming out wrong for me. Um, but, you know, you had to risk being seen. Now, oh, the Internet makes it so easy. It's just sit down and a couple clicks and, and more stuff than you could have ever imagined when you were a teenage boy, is right there. It is so easy to go to dark places that take you to where you should not go. And the world will encourage you to go there. You know, somebody starts talking about how much their mother was terrible to them and their mother probably was fine or whatever, and then we just start saying, yeah, mothers, they're just awful things, aren't they? And we encourage that behavior. We pave those roads. Instead of saying, well, tell me about your mom. Tell me about your dad. Tell me about your sister. Tell me about your brother. Tell me about what and how. How much of this is about you and not about them? How much of this is about you and not about them? We try to correct people from doing what we don't want them to do, or we encourage them to do what we do want to do, but often in really dumb ways. I would like to think of the church as a place that paves a very small trail. A very small trail to life to heaven, to love, to joy. I'm choosing heaven today. And how do we do that? We don't do that by ourselves. No one really lives a hermit life. Some people try, but even they have their books and their whatnot, and they are in constant communication with the people that are in their interior life. No one walks this journey alone. Can we as a church pave a way to heaven? How many of you have had somebody pave a way for you on the road of life? How many? Anybody care to share an instance of that paving? Bill. So when something was getting in the way, your mother said, that doesn't matter, it's between you and God, and that's that connection. Thank you. Someone else. 
Julie. Julie was the, the proverbial, you weren't third, but the, um, there's order of birth, and, and it's not always true. It wasn't true in my family, but generally, the first child um, follows all the rules. Second child rebels against all the rules. And then the third child says, what? There are rules? So by the time you get the third child, I mean, you know, the first time you have a kid, every time that binky hits the floor, you wash it, you sanitize it, you put it in the boiling water for five minutes, you let it cool, and you put it back in. By the time you have your second or third child, you pick it up, you wipe it on your, your sleeve, and pop that Hummer right back in. Yeah, Vicky. I was paved with dreams. Paved with dreams. And wasn't Dreams of, dreams of heaven. Anyone else? Anyone else have a person? You are the most delightful, the most self-aware, self-effacing, humble, delightful child ever to walk the planet. Yeah. Anyone else want to share a story about someone who paved the way for them? Yeah. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit's in them, you need to see that and help them see it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, God's in all of us, in each and every one of us at every moment. And we often live as if that, we live in estrangement. But there's really nothing we can do to separate ourselves from God. Nothing at all. Um, I, I have a confession to make. Um, I really believe that Christianity was, was, is designed to be a minority faith. You know, because um, it doesn't tell you the things the world wants you to hear. And it really isn't about getting one of those great big pavers and paving the way. It is about finding the road up the mountain that's well trod. And, and you know, uh, sometimes it's, not even all that well trod. It's a little countercultural to say that um, Christianity, we don't have enemies. You know, people might consider us their enemies, but if you're a Christian, you have no enemies. Because the person 
that would be your enemy is the, has the image of God in them, and God can never be your enemy. And that is not something the world wants to hear. What I want our community to do, and what it does best, and most of the time we are blissfully unaware of what we're doing, is we create a space for people to find the image of God in themselves, to find healing, find wholeness, find health. And instead of saying, this is what healing is, and we're going to give it to you, and if you don't subscribe to it, go somewhere else. We don't do that here. We say, oh, you're finding wholeness here? Awesome. Good for you. Pursue that. Run with it. Walk that path until you can't walk it anymore. And then if you're stuck, let's find another way forward. You might have to backtrack a little ways. We all do at one point or another. But when I'm at my worst, what I do is when somebody compliments me like Peter and says, you know, Pastor, you're the rock of this church. If I think I'm going to be the rock, I mess up. I mean, I, do, I outdo Peter. And that's hard to do if you know Peter. But when I just say, what does it mean to follow? What does it mean to follow faithfully and to continue to see the divine light in all people. And the end of the passage is, sounds troubling, it's really not. It's those who would save their life would lose it. Basically, we all have these little protective images of ourselves. We have these little ego constructions that we try to protect at all costs. And when we do, that's our false self, you know when we just let our God self be, that's our true self. And you have to die to the ego self to really be that true God self that's inside of us. So as a people, let's pave a small path instead of trying to get everybody somewhere on the same one. But let's be for people Make it just a little easier for them because the world is going to make it really easy to go the wrong ways. It will. But if they see in us light and, as you mentioned, that Holy Spirit within us, if they can see that in us, they can say, huh, there's something there. I don't know what it is but there's something there that the delivery liquor store ain't given me. And if we can do that, if we can do that, then we will pave a path to heaven today. Amen.